to Pit Crew on the Bayou. I'm Megan, and along with my dad, Kevin, we are a daughter and dad team diving deep into the sport of NASCAR. So strap in and get ready for a ride around the track with us, your Pit Crew. Welcome to episode 12, NASCAR fans. We've got a busy one for you today, starting off with recaps of three race weekends for the month of July. First up, on Independence Day weekend, we check out the fireworks on the track at Road America, held on July 3rd and 4th. Then, the following weekend, the Camping World Truck Series headed to Knoxville Raceway in Iowa on July 9th, while Xfinity and Cups headed down south again to Atlanta Motor Speedway for the second time this year, on July 10th and 11th. Lastly, NASCAR finished out the month of July racing at New Hampshire Motor Speedway on July 17th and 18th. Will the Cup Series have any new winners to shake up the playoff picture, or will the standings remain the same? NASCAR news is loaded this week, beginning with the Brad Keselowski, Rouse Fenway story, as well as our featured driver, Hint, is a Bush brother, and Pit Crew's picks. We also have a new segment called Crew Chatter, where, this week, we'll discuss and debate Joe Gibbs Racing's number 54 all-star Toyota Supra Xfinity car and its drivers. So, buckle up, sit back, and enjoy a ride around the track with your favorite pit crew. Our first track is Road America. Road America is located in Plymouth, Wisconsin. The track was built and opened in 1955. The track is 4.48 miles in length and has 14 turns. The first NASCAR event to be held at Road America was held in 1956. Tim Flock won. The first race at Road America was the Xfinity Series Henry 180 on July 3rd. Ty Gibbs, the 81, is on the pole. This is his first pole. Ty Gibbs leads them to green. Ty Gibbs leads lap 1. A.J. Amendinger, the 16th, to lead on laps 3. Caution, lap 6. Spencer Pompelli, the 6th, goes off the track and gets stuck in the grapple trap. He drives for J.D. Motorsports. This is the first caution. A.J. Allmendinger leads him to a restart on lap 9. Kyle Busch, the 54, gets turned off of the track on lap 9. A.J. Allmendinger wins stage 1. That is his fourth stage win of the year. And that he's won a few stages this year, A.J. Stage 2. Austin Cendrick, the 22, to lead on lap 10. Austin Cendrick leads them to the restart on lap 11. Daniel Hamrick, the 18, to lead on lap 11. He drives for Joe Gibbs Racing. Caution, lap 12, Sam Mayer, the 8, slams into the wall. Caution number 3. Daniel Hemrick lays into the restart in lap 14. Justin Algar, the 7, to lead on lap 15. Kyle Busch goes off the track again on lap 17. That's the second time. A.J. Almondinger to lead on lap 17. A.J. Almondinger wins stage 2. This is fifth stage win of the year. Wow, go A.J. Second stage win today, wow. And Gentleman Dinger's team was over the wall too soon. Penalty on lap 20. Ooh, that might hurt. Justin Algar is a lead on lap 20. Justin Algar leads him to the restore on lap 22. Austin Sender to lead on lap 23. Caution, lap 26. Spencer Pumpelli slides off the track and slams into the tire barrier. It's caution number five, and it's the second time that Spencer has been off the track. Brandon Jones wins the race off of pit row in lap 27. Brandon Jones leads him to the restore on lap 28. Daniel Hemrick gets penalized for his crew being over the wall too soon on lap 29. Man, he's in the same boat as, as A.J. Amadinger now. 
Brandon Jones, the 19, to lead on lap 29. Austin Sindrick to lead on lap 31. Jeb Burton, the 10, wheel hopped into Harrison Burton, the 20, and they both spun out on lap 33. Jeb Burton drives for colleague racing. No caution. Caution, Ty Gibbs stalls out on the track on lap 34. Caution number six, he had a transmission failure. Mm, that ends his day. Noah Gregson, the 9, to lead on lap 36. Noah Gregson leads him to the restart on lap 36. Caution, big wreck on lap 37. Involved in the wreck, Myatt Snyder, the 2, Justin Allgaier, Cody Ware, the 17, Brandon Jones, Harrison Byrne, Austin Sindrick, Natalie Decker, the 23, Chris Wright, the 26, and Ryan Sieg, the 39. Myatt Snyder checked up, and Harrison Burton ran into him, and Justin Allgaier got into Austin Sindrick. So that's what started the wreck. Mm, that's really going to affect this race. It brings in, brings uh, Kyle Busch closer to maybe to winning this race. Noah Gregson leads him to the restart on lap 38. Ray Amendinger to lead on lap 39. Kyle Busch to lead on lap 40. Kyle Busch wins his 101st Xfinity Series race. Yay. Yay for him. Well, I think Austin Sindrick and uh, uh, Justin Algar get into a wreck you know, kind of uh, help Kyle Busch win this race because Austin Cindric had the lead and Justin Algar was up up there too. Yeah, I agree. The top five were Kyle Busch, Daniel Hemrick, Michael Annette, the one, A.J. Allmendinger, and Harrison Burton. So congrats to Kyle Busch on yet another Xfinity Series victory. We're all excited for him. Yes. Fireworks is going off. The second race of the Independence Day weekend was the Cup Series Jockey Made in America 250 at Road America on Sunday, July 4th. William Byron, the 24, is on the pole. To the rear, Kyle Busch, the 18, and Ryan Priest, the 37, for using backup cars. Justin Haley, the 77, for changing the engine. Bubba Wallace, the 23, for changing the transmission. Kyle Tilley, the 78, Josh Balicki, the 52, and Quinn Huff, the double zero, for unapproved adjustments. William Byron leads them to the green flag. William Byron leads lap one. Caution, lap three. Dan Schwartz, the 99, is having issues with his transmission and stops on the track. Caution number one. He drives for track house racing. Man, three laps, that transmission, giving problems already. Not looking like a good day for Dan Suarez. Nope. Ryan Priest goes behind the wall on lap 7 with possible engine issues. Caution, lap 12. Kyle Tilly drives off of the track and gets stuck in the gravel. Caution number 2. They're going to have to go possibly pull him out there. Austin Dillon, the 3, was too fast exiting pit road in lap 12. Ty Dillon, the 96, spun exiting the kink but didn't hit anything and kept going on lap 12. William Byron wins stage 1 under caution. This is his third stage one of the year. Well, William Barnes so far having a, a good day. Martin Trash Jr., the 19, to lead on lap 16. Austin Cindric, the 33, to lead on lap 17. Matthew Benedetto, the 21, to lead on lap 19. Danny Hamlin, the 11, who has been suffering from brake failure, goes off the track and runs through the gravel on lap 20. He drives for Joe Gibbs Racing. Not looking too good for Danny Hamlin so far. Looks like Danny Hamlin is looking kind of frustrated out there. Yeah, because he hasn't won. Austin Cindric to lead in lap 22. 
Kyle Busch, the 18, to the lead on lap 23. Austin Cindric is having issues and goes behind the wall on lap 25. Corey LaJoy, the 7, spins into the grass, but manages to come back on the track on lap 26. Tyler Reddick, the 8, to lead on lap 26. Martin Truex Jr. was too fast entering pit road on lap 26. Slow down there, Martin. Tyler Reddick wins stage 2. That is his first stage win of the year. Oh, good for Tyler Reddick. Kyle Busch to lead on lap 28. Kyle Busch leads him to the restart on lap 33. Matt DiBenedetto to lead on lap 33. He drives for Wood Brothers Racing. Matt DiBenedetto is having a good day, and that car is looking much better since they made that uh, crew chief uh, change. Yep. Fortunately, too little too late for playoff hopes. But hopefully he can win a race going forward and get into the playoffs. Chase Elliott, the 9, to lead in lap 37. Caution, lap 43. Anthony Alfredo, the 38, blows a tire and gets stuck in the gravel. Kyle Busch leads him to the restart lap 44. Chase Elliott to the lead on lap 45. Alex Bowman, the 48, has no brakes and accidentally spins out his teammate Kyle Larson, the 5, on lap 57. I'm sure they might have a little conversation at the end of the race, but I'm sure things will be all cleared up. Chase Elliott wins the race. That is the second one of the year. All right. Way to go, Chase. The top five were Chase Elliott, Christopher Bell, the 20, Kyle Busch, Kurt Busch, the 1, and Denny Hamlin. I'm quite sure uh, it's it's okay between uh, Alex Bowman and Kyle Larson because Alex didn't mean to spin him. And yeah. uh, it's because, you know, he, he didn't have any breaks. So there's nothing you can really do about it. Well, congrats to Chase Elliott. And he proves that he's the king of the road once again. All right, Chase. Another road victory. So, Dad, how did our picks do for this race? Well, my picks, Chase Elliott won the race, and Kurt Busch finished fourth. Wow, looks like you did pretty well. Fantastic. How did your picks do, Megan? Well, me on the other hand, Ryan Blaney finished a disappointing 20th, and Anthony Alfredo ran into issues with his brakes and finished 37th. Well, looks like hands down... My guys did the best. Well, you never know. The tide might turn for next week. The next weekend's first race was held at Knoxville Raceway. Knoxville Raceway is located in Knoxville, Iowa. Knoxville Raceway was originally a horse racing track in the late 1800s. The surface of the track is black Iowa soil, also known as zoot clay. On July 9, 2021, Knoxville Raceway will host its first NASCAR event, which will be a NASCAR Camping World Truck Series race. The track is also known as the Sprint Car Capital of the World. The seating capacity for the track is 21,000, which is thought to be the fourth largest outdoor facility in Iowa. In 2002, they had a massive repaving project in the infield of the track. And in 2003, the track celebrated its 50th anniversary of stock car racing. The following weekend, the Camping World Truck Series headed to Knoxville Raceway for the Corn Belt 150 on Friday, July 9th. Derek Krause, the 19, is on the pole. He drives for Mick and Allie Hilgeman Racing. To the rear, John Haranemanchek, the 4, for using a backup car. Chris Windham, the 02, also to the rear for a driver change. Chris is filling in for Michael Annette. Derek Krause leads the field to green. No, Stuart Friesen, the 52, and his wife, Jessica Friesen, the 62, are the first husband and wife team to race together since 1998. Derek Krause leads lap one. 
Johnny Sauter the 13 to lead in lap 3. Caution, lap 15. Johnny Sauter spins after the contact with Chase Briscoe, the 0-4. Caution number 1. Carson Hosevart, the 42, leads him to the restart on lap 21. Todd Gillian, the 38, to lead on lap 22. Caution, Brian Brown, the 51, gets spun by Chase Purdy, the 23, on lap 30. Caution number 2. Todd Gillian leads them to the restore on lap 37. Caution, lap 38, Jessica Friesen spins. Caution number 3. Derek Krause wins stage 1 on the caution. That is Derek Krause's second stage 1 of the year. Jenny Schatz, the 17, leads them to the restart on laps 43. Jessica Friesen gets spun by Derek Krause and Morgan Alexander, the 44, makes contact. Lap 64, caution da number 4. Todd Gillen leads them to the restart on lap 74. He drives for Front Row Motorsports. Brian Brown spins out. Caution number five. Lap 87. Derek Krause to the lead on lap 87. Derek Krause wins stage two under caution. That is his third stage win of the year. Man, Derek Krause having a good race. Just lucky that um, the stage ended under caution so he didn't have to fight for the lead. Hey, but he still got that third stage win of the year. No matter what. A win's a win. Exactly. Chandler Smith, the 18, leads into the restart lap 91. Caution, lap 92. Parker Price Miller, the 3, Rex, and Jack Wood, the 24, gets some damage as well. Caution number 6. Carson Hosevar leads the field to the restart lap 101. Carson Hosevar is in the running for Rookie of the Year in Truck Series. Yeah, he's doing pretty good so far. He's having a good year. Chandler Smith to lead in lap 102. Caution, Derek Krause spins out on lap 106. Caution number 7. Chandler Smith leads them to green on lap 112. Store Friesen and Ryan Truex, the 40, get together on lap 115. Caution 8. Man, his cautions are piling up, Megan. Chandler Smith leads them to a restart on lap 122. Caution Hosevar to the lead on lap 122. He drives for Nice Motorsports. They have a pretty good team. They have a real good team. Chandler Smith back to the lead on lap 123. Caution, lap 30. Chris Windham, the 02, gets into the wall. Caution number 9. Jenner Smith leads the field to green on lap 137. Caution, lap 139. Brett Moffat, the 37, loses the tire. Caution number 10. This is getting kind of old. And can they go like uh, more than 5 or 10 laps without a caution? Seems not. We'll see. Chandler Smith leads him to the restart lap 146. Caution, lap 147. John Hernemichek spins and Hallie Deegan, the 1. Sheldon Creed, the two, John Sauter, and Jeff Nolan, the 45, all make contact and get some damage as well. Caution number 11. Dang. Chandler Smith leads him to the overtime restart. Caution. Big pileup. What happened, Megan? Jake Griffin, the 34, spins, and a lot of trucks run, it, run into him. Involved were Haley Deegan, Sheldon Creed, Chris Windham, Chase Briscoe, Norm Benning, the six, Cody Robar. The 9, Tanner Gray, the 15, Johnny Schatz, Josh Berry, Devin Ruse, the 33, Jake Griffin, Cody Exer, Cody, can't say that, Cody E, the 41, and Jet Nolan, the 45. Caution number 12. Man, that was a big 10-plus truck pileup. Dang, it really depleted the field. The red flag comes out for cleanup. Boy, that's going to be a cleanup for a little while. Caution flag comes back out 14 minutes later. Chandler Smith leads him to a second overtime restart. Caution, Austin Wayne Self, the 22, 
and Kyle Strickler, the 20, both get into the wall. Caution number 13. Chandler Smith leads them to the third overtime restart. Caution, Johnny Sauter, Stuart Friesen, and Danny Bowen, the 30, were all involved in an incident on the restart. Caution number 14. Megan, do you think that they'll be able to finish this race? Will uh, will there be any trucks left? I don't know. Maybe they'll just have to get out of their cars and have a foot race. Man, maybe so. Austin Hill, the 16, leads them to the fourth overtime restart. Austin Hill wins his first race of the year. All right, good for Austin Hill. Finally, they make it to the end of the race. The top five were Austin Hill, Chandler Smith, Grant Enfinger in the 98, Ty Gilliland, and Derek Krause. So, well, that race was a mess. It was. It was pretty good the first two stages. Once they got to the third stage, let's just say all hell broke loose. That third stage was a train wreck and those four overtimes. Yeah, and they were on a dirt track. So it's a lot of slipping and sliding, and once you start spinning, there's no telling what could happen. And it looked like a lot of those guys, it might have been the first time on a dirt track. And if it wasn't, it sure did look like it. Yeah, so I think NASCAR really needs to rethink dirt racing before they go to another dirt track, because that was just, the fans didn't like it at all. They were complaining, saying the race was crap. The race was boring, that Thursday was too long, the race took like 10 million years to finish. Yeah, the race took over two and a half to three hours, and that's, that's a long race for a truck race. Yeah, a truck race usually take over only like an hour, a half hour, that's way too long, and what fan wants to sit through all that? Yeah, generally a truck race over two hours, you'll lose the fan's interest, especially when if it's more of a demolition derby out there than a truck wants, race. wants to hear Chandler Smith lays the restart. Oh, caution, big pile up. And everyone's like, really? Turns off TV. I'm going to go watch something else. Yeah. I don't think there was one truck out there who didn't have any damage. Anyways, I guess we'll move on and learn. Move on and learn and move on to the next truck race. To the next race. Which hopefully won't be as chaotic. Hopefully not. 14 cautions. 14 cautions is a bit much for a truck race, or any race. Yep. The rest of this weekend's races were held at Atlanta Motor Speedway for the second time this year. Atlanta Motor Speedway is located 30 miles south of Atlanta in Georgia. The track was built in 1959 and completed in 1960, although it was reconfigured in 1997. The first race to be run at the track was the Dixie 500 on July 31, 1960. Fireball Roberts won. The track is 1.54 miles in length, and the property covers 850 acres. Pit Road is 1,320 feet in length, the front stretch is 2,332 feet in length, and the back stretch is 1,800 feet in length. The remainder of the weekend's races were at Atlanta Motor Speedway. The first race was the Xfinity Series Credit Karma Money 250 on Saturday, July 10th. Kyle Busch, the 54, is on the pole. Austin Dillon, the 1, is filling in for Michael Annette because Annette hurt his leg. Oh, ow, that must hurt. Yep, have to hurt pretty bad for him not to drive. To the rear, Austin Dillon for changing the driver. Kyle Busch leads the field to green. Kyle Busch leads lap 1. Jerry Clements, the 51, started 19th and is already up to 6 on lap 5. He drops for Jeremy Clements Racing. Good for him. Yeah, he's moving up there pretty quick. Competition caution comes out on lap 20. 
Austin Dillon has moved up 20 spots so far after starting 40th. He's the biggest mover so far. Kyle Busch leads into the restart in lap 25. Kyle Busch wins stage one. Yippee. Yippee-hoo-ha. Harrison Burton the 20 to Leon lap 42. Harrison Burton leads them to the restart on lap 47. Noah Gregson the 9 to lead on lap 47. He drives for Junior Motorsports. Kyle Busch to lead on lap 49. Caution, lap 50. David Starr at the 61 gets into the, turned into the fence after making contact with Matt Mills, the 5. Caution number 3. Ooh, that was a pretty nasty wreck there. Kyle Busch leads them to the restart on lap 54. Caution, Josh Berry, the 31, spins on lap 63. Caution number 4. And he's driving for Jordan Anderson this week. Kyle Busch leads them to restart lap 65. Kyle Busch wins stage two. Adrian Allmendinger, the 16, was too fast on pit road on lap 82. Kyle Busch leads him to the restore on that lap 87. Caution, lap 96. Gray Gauding, the 52, hits the wall. Caution number six. Noah Grayson to the lead on lap 98. Noah Gregson goes to pit road on lap 102 instead of leading the field to green because he had a flat tire. Some bad luck for him. Yeah. He's been having bad luck all year long. Did someone steal his lucky horseshoe? Must have. It, I, it, it, it must have fell out. Man, I think Jimmy Johnson went and stole it from him. Yeah, Jimmy. Said, hey, give that back, Noah. That's my lucky horseshoe. Justin Allgaier, the 7, to lead in lap 102. Dan Hemrick to the lead on lap 105. Brandon Jones, the 19, hits the wall after a tire goes down. Caution, lap 118. Caution number 7. Ty Dillon, the 23, to the lead on lap 121. Ty Dillon leads into the restart on lap 125. Dale Hemrick to the 18, to the lead on lap 125. Caution, lap 146. Carson Ware, the 17, spins out and hits, and hits the wall. Caution number 8. Carson Ware is Cody Ware's brother. Daniel Hemrick wins the race off of pit road on lap 148. Kyle Weatherman, the 47, to the lead on lap 148. He drives for Mike Harmon Racing. Kyle Weatherman leads him to restart lap 153. Kyle Weatherman gets tagged by Harrison Burton and spins out. Caution lap 153. That's caution number nine. Wow, that's a lot of cautions. It is. Caution field race so far. Daniel Hamrick to lead in lap 153. Daniel Hamrick leads him to the restart lap 157. Caution lap 157. Kyle Busch slams into Daniel Hamrick and turns him into the wall. Caution number 10. Ooh. Kyle Busch leads them to the restart lap 162. Kyle Busch wins the race. That is his 102nd win of the Xfinity Series. You mean his Xfinity Series career? Career, yes. The top five were Kyle Busch, Jeb Burton, the 10, Noah Gregson, Justin Haley, the 11, and Ty Dillon. Ty Dillon finished fifth. That's good for Ty Dillon. That's a good race. What does Daniel Hamrick have to do in order to uh, win a race? I think that's his 20th time been leading and I've uh, won a race. Well, that was Kyle Busch's fault. Yeah, I, I think if Kyle Busch doesn't tap him from behind, that's a good possibility that Daniel Hemrick can, uh, wins the race. A lot of frustration for Daniel Hemrick. Yep, that's what he said. He said, yeah, it probably wasn't on purpose, but here I am sitting with a torn up car and I'm in 30th place because of the wreck. Ooh, he definitely didn't mince his words there. He did not. Well, I guess congrats to Kyle Busch. Congrats to uh, Kyle Busch. I guess now he's officially retired. Thank goodness. Yes. Finally, he's gone for good. 
The last race for the weekend at Atlanta Motor Speedway was the Cup Series Quaker State 400 presented by Walmart on Sunday, July 11th. Chase Elliott, the 9, is on the pole. He drives for Hendrick Motorsports. To the rear, Morton Truex Jr., the 19, for inspection failure. The three stages are 80 laps, 80 laps, and 100 laps. Chase Elliott leads them to green. Chase Elliott leads lap 1. Kyle Busch, the 18, to the lead on lap 14. Competition caution comes out on lap 25. Danny Hamlin, 11, leads them to the restart on lap 29. Kyle Busch, to the lead on lap 30. Caution, lap 30. Cody Ware, the 17, gets loose under Anthony Alfredo, the 38, who clips Ricky Stenhouse Jr., the 47, who gets together with Daniel Suarez, the 99, on the backstretch, causing Ricky Stenhouse Jr. to hit the wall. Caution number two. Wow, that, that was, was a, a like domino effect. That was a big wreck. Kyle Busch leads him to a restart lap 36. Kyle Busch wins stage one. That is his fourth stage one of the year. Kirk Busch, the one, wins the race off of Pitt Road on laps 83. Kirk Busch leads him to a restart in lap 85. Joey Logano, the 22, pits on the green and changes four tires. His car was loose on lap 105. Eric Amarillo, the 10, to lead in lap 123. He drives for Stuart Haas Racing. Kirk Busch to the lead on lap 132. Kirk Busch wins stage two. That is his third stage win of the year. Kirk Busch is having a good, strong race. Yeah, good for Kurt. Kurt Busch wins the race off of Pitt Road in lap 163. Danny Hamlin was too fast entering Pitt Road on lap 163. He drives for Joe Gibbs Racing. You need to slow it down a little bit there, Danny. The red flag comes out on lap 167 to repair a hole in the surface of the track in turn four. Looks like that uh, resurfacing of Atlanta Motor Speedway is coming along uh, just in time. Yeah. Yellow flag comes back out 19 minutes later. Kirk Bush leads them to the restart on lap 169. Kyle Larson, the 5, gets penalized for being too fast on pit road on lap 210. Think that just ended his chance of winning the race. Kyle Bush to lead on lap 212. Kirk Bush to the lead on lap 237. Kirk Bush wins his first race of the season. Yay for Kirk Yay Bush. Yay for Kirk, Kirk Bush. Looked like Ross Chastain was out there to give him a little bit of help. He, he was buffering Kyle Busch from Kirk Busch, running a little interference, a little shake and bake out there. Of course, yeah. uh, Kyle Busch, he wasn't too happy about that. You know, he says uh, he thought that Kirk Busch had a stronger car, but it looked like uh, Ross Chastain was interfering with him, and that's the type of driver that Ross Chastain is. But you know, Megan, as well as I, that if Kyle Busch and Denny Hamlin was racing and Kirk Busch was trying to catch up to Kyle Busch, Danny Hamlin would do the same thing for Kyle Busch. Kyle Busch is just angry because he was on the wrong end of the stick. He was. He was on the wrong end of, of the deal, and it did make him happy. So, of course, he was trying to make a deal, big deal of it. Like, Ross Chastain needs to be penalized for interfering with my win. I should have won that race, not no Kurt Busch. You know, and Ross Chastain's out there racing, too. He's trying to stay on the lead lap if, and, get, and get as many points as he can. If Kyle Busch really wanted to pass up Ross Chastain, he could have moved them out the way or tried to go around him. He, should, he could have picked a higher groove, which is the slower groove. Not as fast, but he could have gone. He could have gotten around him. Right. Listen, not every lap car out there is Quinn Huff or Josh Balicki. 
Ross Chastain isn't just going to say, Oh, sure, I'll move out the way for you, Kyle. I'll, I'll see you two laps down later. Yeah, I'll get up on the high side and you can take the low side. Sure, some drivers are like, I have no chance of winning long as you got the way, but Ross Chastain says, Head no. If you want to pass me, you're going to have to fight for it. Of course, sure. Cowboys doesn't like that. He's like, I'm supposed to be the GOAT, bro. You move out the way for me. Yeah, sounds like he needs to go to a goat farm. Or maybe he needs some counseling. Maybe so. Well, congratulations for Kurt Busch winning the race. Wait, I almost forgot. The top five were... What the top five? Kurt Busch, Kyle Busch, Martin Trex Jr., Alex Bowman, the 48, and Ryan Blaney, the 12. And like they say, that's just racing. So, Dad, how did our picks do for this race? Well, Megan, Fred Kozlowski finished 10th, and Matty D finished 9th. Well, that's how not bad at all. That's pretty good. So, Megan, how did your picks do? Well, Kurt Busch finished 1st, and Tyler Reddick finished 6th, so I think I won this one. You did. That's payback for last week. <laughs> yep, that is. Well, we'll see how ours do for the next race. And we'll pick the winner. Two weeks in a row. Wow, can we keep the streak going? Stay tuned. The last race weekend for the month of July was held at New Hampshire Motor Speedway. New Hampshire Motor Speedway is located in Loudoun, New Hampshire. The speedway was first opened in 1990. The track's property consists of 1,200 acres. The first NASCAR Cup Series race to be run at the track was the Slick 5300 on August 18th. 1996. Rusty Wallace won that race. The track's turns and straightaways are 65 feet wide. The track is 1.58 miles in length and it is an oval. The first race at New Hampshire Motor Speedway was the Xfinity Series and Better Get Vaccinated 200 on Saturday, July 17th. Jeb Byrne, the 10, is on the pole. He drives for Colleague Racing. To the rear, Lanning, Castle, the 4, and Matt Mills, the 5, for unimproved adjustments. Dawson Cram, the 74, for changing the driver. Jeb Burton leads them to green. Jeb Burton leaves lap 1. Agent Almadera, the 16, to lead on lap 16. Competition caution on lap 20. Caution, lap 22. Riley Herbst, the 98, gets turned by Brandon Jones, the 19, after Riley got into Brett Moffat, the 02. Sam Mayer, the 8, also got some damage. Caution number 2. Man, uh, Riley Herbst is just having a rough year in Xfinity. It's been a tough one for him. Agent Almondaire leads him to the restart on lap 30. Christopher Bell, the 54, to lead on lap 54. Christopher Bell wins stage 1. There you go again with those uh, cup drivers driving the 54, those all-star guys. Stage 2. Brandon Brown, 68, to lead in lap 48. He drives for Brandon Built Motorsports. Brandon Brown leads them to the restart on lap 53. Angel Almondaire to lead in lap 53. Christopher Bell to the lead on lap 55. Christopher Bell wins stage two. Man, so he's taking both stages this race. Stage three. Christopher Bell leads him to the restart in lap 97. Caution. Patrick Emerling, the 23, hits the wall after a tire goes down, lap 149. Caution number five. He drives for our motorsports. Christopher Abel leads into the restart lap 156. Noah Gregson, the nine, gets into the wall lap 156, but saves it. Good save for Noah. Yeah, he drives for Junior Motorsports. Christopher Bell wins his 17th career Xfinity Series race. The top five were 
Christopher Bell, Justin Algar, the 7, Daniel Hemrick, the 18, Austin Cendrick, the 22, and Harrison Burton, the 20. Well, that was a boring race. Well, there it goes. Another uh, cup driver winning a race in Xfinity. Hooray. And first we have Kyle Busch, then now we have Christopher Bell. I'm sure the Xfinity drivers are so happy. Oh, yeah. They're, they're having a party for them, jumping up and down for joy. They're probably more like, just leave. Yes. Well, congratulations to Christopher Bell. Yes, a good race by Christopher Bell. The last race of the weekend at New Hampshire Motor Speedway was the Cup Series Foxwoods Resort Casino 301 on Sunday, July 18th. Kyle Busch, the 18, is on the pole. To the rear, Quinn Huff, the double zero, Corey LaJoy, the seven, Ryan Priest, the 37, and BJ McLeod, the 78, for inspection issues. Bill Wallace, the 23, for unapproved adjustments. They had to replace his digital dashboard. Ooh. Kyle Busch leads the field to green. Kyle Busch leads lap one. Caution, lap five. Kyle Busch hits the wall, as well as Martin Truex Jr., the 19, and Danny Hamlin, the 11, spins, while Ross Chastain, the 42, and Alex Bowman, the 48, gets some damage as well after they all spin on the damn track. Caution number one. And Kyle Busch, in his frustration, ran around the track and kind of gave the uh, pace car like a little love tap. Uh, he has now also left the building and because the car is too far gone and has too much damage. So he decides not to continue the race. Yeah, he said, I'm on a plane. I'm going home. Goodbye. Kyle Busch commented that uh, NASCAR should have stopped the race sooner due to the rain and the weather and all that would not have happened. You know, they wouldn't have, you know, him sliding up the track and wrecking. So the red flag is out. Yeah, the red flag came out in lap nine. Then eventually the yellow flag came back out after one hour, 42 minutes and 22 seconds. So did the drivers have a chance for snacks? Probably. Just don't eat too many. Yep. Chase Elliott, the nine, is currently the leader. Joe Logano, the 22, gets penalized for two laps because his crew worked on his car under the red flag. Chase Elliott leads until the restart on lap 23. Kirk Busch, the one, to lead on lap 23. Chase Elliott back to lead on lap 26. Caution, lap 32. Anthony Alfredo, the 38, spins after contact with Bubba Wallace. This is the second caution. Chase Elliott leads him to a restart on lap 38. Ryan Blaney, the 12, to lead on lap 62. He drives for Team Penske. Ryan, Ryan Blaney wins stage one. That is his fourth stage one of the year. All right, Ryan Blaney having a good race so far. Stage two. Kevin Harvick, the four, to lead on lap 78. He drives for Stuart Hobbs Racing. Kevin Harvick leads them to the restore on lap 82. Caution, Quinn Huff the double zero spins and hits the wall after Ryan Newman the six runs into him. Lap 128, caution number four. And Quinn gave Ryan a nice little tap afterwards say, hey Ryan, don't do it again. And Ryan said, I'll let you go by this one time, son, but don't let it happen again. I don't know, I've never seen Quinn so frustrated before. Yes, yeah, Although I guess it probably all his frustration from the way this whole year has gone probably built up to that. He's like, you know what, Ryan? Yeah, it's been one bad race after another for for him. So he's finally uh, trying to give some payback out. Yep. Anyways, Kevin Harvick leads into the restart in lap 135. Caution, lap 138. Bo Wallace and Chris Buescher, the 17, get together. Caution number five. Not all these cautions going on. Oh, man, it's caution city, caution fest. 
Kevin Harvick leads into a restart on lap 144. Brad Keselowski, the two to lead on lap 145. Brad Keselowski wins stage two, and that is his second stage win of the year. Stage three, Brad Keselowski leads them to the restart on lap 192. Ryan Blaney to lead on lap 198. Eric Amarillo, the 10, to the lead on lap 246. Wow, where did he come from? Man, he came out of the blue. I think Ryan Blaney and Brad Keselowski were fighting so much that Eric Amarillo started catching up. He stuck up on him and got, got around him. Ross Chastain to lead in lap 251. He drives for Chip Ganassi Racing. Matt Benedetto, the 21, to the lead on lap 254. Eric Amarillo to lead in lap 274. NASCAR has announced that there are now 10 laps until the end of the race. Eric Amarillo wins the third race of his career and his first of the season. Yeah, he was having a very rough year, a very down year. He was like 27th in the standings. and But the last couple of races, he's had some good races. So he's uh, the dark horse winner so far, Eric Amarillo. The top five were Eric Amarillo, Christopher Bell, the 20, Brad Kozlowski, Joey Logano, and Ryan Blaney. Ford pretty much dominated the race today, with five of the top six finishers being Fords. Man, Fords starting to catch up now. Oh no, look out. Here comes those Fords. Well, congrats to Eric Amarillo. Yeah, congrats to Eric Amarillo. I wouldn't have picked him to win this race. Me either. This definitely shakes up the playoff picture. So, Dad, how did your picks do for this race? Well, Danny Hamlin finished 10th, and Kevin Harvick finished 6th. So how did your picks do, Megan? Well, my picks didn't do as well. Martin Trash Jr. finished 12th, and Tyler Reddick finished 13th. I'm victorious. Although, Martin Trash Jr. did have to come from the back since he had all that damage, so I'd say yeah. finishing 12th is pretty impressive. That is. That was a big bounce back for Martin Truex. You know, he really came back from that damage that he had to his vehicle from that a wreck. So good for Martin. Yep, good for Martin. Well, hopefully next time our picks will continue to do good. And it broke our streak. We had to pick two winners in a row. Let's see if we can start a new one. Now it's time for NASCAR news. We have two headline news stories for you today. And our first headline news story we have Brad Keselowski is moving to Roush Fenway Racing as a driver and co-owner in 2022. Brad Keselowski is moving to Roush Fenway Racing as a driver and co-owner in 2022. He will be driving the sixth car. Keselowski said that he had four reasons for joining Roush Fenway Racing. One, a long-term driving contract. Two, being in a leadership role with the team. Three, taking on an ownership role. And four, having a place in the sport even after he retires from driving. This also means that Ryan Newman is out of a ride, although Chris Buescher will continue to drive the 17. Roush Fenway has offered Ryan Newman a partial schedule for the 2022 season, and Ryan has said that he's still thinking about his options. Austin Sendrick, the current driver of the number 22 Ford for Team Penske in the Xfinity Series, will be replacing Brad in the Cup Series for Team Penske in the 2022 season. In our second headline news story, Matt Benedetto loses Wood Brothers' ride to Harrison Byrd and expresses his disappointment. Matt Benedetto, the current driver of the number 21 Wood Brothers Racing Ford, is now without a ride for the 2022 season. 
and a shocking move that no one expected with Brothers Racing recently announced that Harrison Burton, who currently drives the number 20 Toyota Supra for Joe Gibbs Racing in the Xfinity Series, will be driving for them in the Cup Series in 2022. De Benedetto expressed his disappointment in a video on Facebook in which he said that the team had not been clicking and by the time it started clicking, it was too late to get into the playoffs. He also said that his biggest regret was that the team had wasted so much time in switching the crew chiefs. All in all, this was very surprising and everyone has a lot of sympathy for Matt Benedetto and hopes that he will be able to find another ride for next season. In other news, first, the Atlanta Motor Speedway repaving project. Recently, the owners of Atlanta Motor Speedway announced that they will be repaving the track. And that's the first time since 1997, so it, the track is pretty old. But that's not all. The track will also undergo a reprofiling, and as a part of that, the banking will increase in the turns from 24 to 28 degrees. The banking will remain at 5 degrees on the straightaways, though. Additionally, the racing surface will become narrower, with an overall decrease in width from 55 feet to 40 feet. The new widths will be 52 feet on the front stretch, 42 feet on the back stretch, and 40 feet in the turns. Although the repaving should be good for the track, the drivers weren't too happy, especially since they weren't consulted beforehand. Kyle Busch was saying that no one had a brain, although obviously they must have one if they're alive. And also, Kevin Harvick had a little bit of a calmer point of view and said that he would just wish that they, some of them would have been consulted beforehand so that they would feel like they matter to them, to the owners of the track, and that their opinions count. Well, we'll see how this repaving project does, and hopefully it'll help bring the fans back to the track. Because Atlanta Motor Speedway has been having lagging attendance. So even though the drivers like it, the track, the fans obviously don't care for the track. Uh, there's not a lot of passing, you know. Uh, there's not a lot of racing. There's not a lot of action. Chase Elliott has talked to some friends of his and got their opinions of it, and that had changed his opinion from not really liking the repaving project to liking the repaving project now. So uh, Atlanta Motor Speedway, um, Marcus Smith, uh, SMI Racing has been doing this for 70 years, so therefore they know a little bit about, you know, speedways and repaving speedways. And also the fans are what bring in the money for the track, so if the fans don't show up, the track doesn't make money, and basically, you're dead. Yeah, let's just like uh, Dale Earnhardt Jr., his co-host, commented that if there's no fans at, at the track, fans aren't showing up, then the track dies. And we don't want that to happen. No. So we'll see if this will be an improvement for the 2022 season. In our second story, Hendrick Motorsports signs Kyle Larson to a contract extension. Hendrick Motorsports announced a one-year contract extension for driver Kyle Larson that will keep him in the team's number 5 Chevrolet through 2023. The deal comes with a nearly full-season primary sponsorship in the NASCAR Cup Series from Hendrick Automotive Group the next two years. That backing includes an agreement for Larson to use HendrickCars.com branding on his helmet, driver's suit, and gloves in his non-NASCAR racing schedule. HendrickCars.com is set to sponsor Larson's number 5, and 35 of the 38 Cup Series races, including non-point events, next season. Babylon will serve as the primary sponsor for the remaining three Cup Series events next season. 
So sounds like Kyle Larson will be with Hendrick Motorsports for quite a while. Keys will be with him for a long time, I believe. Good for him. And good for Hendricks, because he's one of the top drivers now in NASCAR. Next in other news, Chase Elliott makes some passion plea to bring Cup Series back to the Nashville Fairgrounds. After winning the Superstar Racing Experience finale on July 17th at Nashville Fairgrounds Speedway, Chase Elliott made an impassioned case for bringing NASCAR's Premier Cup Series to the short track. Just the atmosphere of the fairgrounds, the energy last night was absolutely unbelievable, the defending Cup Series champion told reporters Sunday before racing at New Hampshire Motor Speedway. I wish all of you had been there to see it. It was nuts. It just further made double sure that's where we belong in my eyes. Saturday's SRX race drew with a capacity crowd that reportedly topped 15,000. Asked if the track could hold a cup race once equipped with mandatory safer barriers, Chase Elliott said, go for it. Why not? Whatever they need to do to make it happen is what they need, he said. As little or as much as it takes to do, that is the answer. I don't know how much it would take or whatever, but that is the location. There is no question about it. Beyond the opportunity to race with his NASCAR Hall of Fame father, Bill, Chase Elliott said that he had a duty to race the SRX race at Nashville Fairgrounds as a longtime supporter of the track, where he previously raced in its signature All-American 400 event for super late models. But personal affection isn't the only reason why NASCAR's three-time most popular driver, a low-key and reserved star who usually isn't so outspoken about big-picture topics, feels passionately about Nashville's urban short track being a popular spot for Stock Car Racing Premier's showcase. It's tied to my upbringing or path to NASCAR, so I think in that sense it makes it special, said Elliot. Also, too, a society has changed over the years. We're never going to build a racetrack that close to a city, which I think is a disconnect for the sport in general compared to other sports. You go to a football game or a baseball game and you're right in the city. Where racing, we can't do that with the noise. You're just not going to build a racetrack in a downtown area. Well, we have one in a downtown area that's there and has been there for years and years and years. So it easily would become the most easily accessible racetrack to a downtown popular location where people can go to a race and go downtown via Uber, taxi, or whatever. And we don't have that anywhere else. So I think that's the reason that it would be very special. So obviously, if Chase Elliott thinks that this is a good idea, it would be very good for the sport. Yeah, especially for X, X, Xfinity. I really hope Xfinity out. And it would draw a crowd to be like, wow, Nashville Fairgrounds, I've heard of that before, let's go there. And maybe that would introduce people to uh, this type of racing. Yeah, so that would be pretty cool. Now it's time for the penalty report. The numbers 9 and 48 in the Cup Series got penalized after the race at New Hampshire. And NASCAR officials issued penalties to the two Hendrick Motorsports teams for engine allocation infractions at the Cup Series' most recent race. What happened is that, you see, Chase Elliott's engine and Alex Bowman's engine got mixed up, and Hendrick Motorsports officials admitted that they made a mistake, and they're going to try not to do it again. Unfortunately for Chase Elliott, the penalty of 25 points in the driver's standing dropped him from 5th to 6th in the standings in the Cup Series, which doesn't really help him at all. Hopefully, Hendrick Motorsports will learn from this and won't do it again, because that is a very serious mistake, which also resulted in a $50,000 fine for both of their crew chiefs and a one-race suspension for two of the Hendrick Motorsports team members, which is not good at all. 
And now for the point leaders. In the truck series, the point leaders are John Hunter Nemechek, Ben Rhodes, and Todd Gilliland. In the Xfinity series, the point leaders are Austin Sendrick, AJ Allmendinger, and Daniel Hemrick. In the Cup series, the point leaders are Denny Hamlin, Kyle Larson, and William Byron. Now it's time for crew chatter. On this week's crew chatter, we discuss Joe Gibbs Racing's number 54 Xfinity car and its future. Since Kyle Busch is now retired from Xfinity Racing, this means that a lot of starts will be open for the number 54 car. I wonder what will happen now, Dad? Hmm, that's a good question. What do you think are their options? Well, the obvious choice would be John Hunter Nemechek, who currently drives in the truck series for KBM Motorsports. But there are other options, like Christopher Bell could drive some if they wanted to keep it as an all-star car. Or maybe Bubba Wallace could drive some, but that's only if he would want to. Or maybe Josh Berry could drive full-time. Yeah, or even how about Matty D? You know, he's out of a cup ride next year, and that would be an option for him. Well, that depends on whether he wants to go down to truck or Xfinity, because right now he was very firm in saying that he does not want to move down to a lower series, unless he absolutely has to. Well, also, uh, now you got Ryan Newman, who's not going to have a, a, a ride because of Brandon Keselowski moving over and having part ownership at Roush Fenway Racing. And they have offered him a part-time schedule, but what if he doesn't take that? Then he's out there as an option as a cup driver and he more might get a cup ride before Matt D. Benedetto. And then now also in Xfinity, since Harrison Burton's moving up, you got the twenty is open. So do you think Ty Gibbs would be a logical choice for the for the twenty car? Yeah, he probably would be the one to drive that. So that would take him out of the race to drive the number fifty four car. And then if you have a full-time driver in the 54 car, then that means you get more starts for that car. Versus if you keep it in, in an all-star car, then you'd be limiting your um, options to, you know, guys driving. You no, know, Chris Rebell, he, he can only drive five stars because he's in cup. Bubba Wallace, you know, that's five starts. Chris Rebell, that's five starts. Then Danny Hamlin, if he wants to drive, that's five starts. So I think with, a, with somebody driving... The 54 full-time, you get more starts. Right, and it all depends on some of these cup drivers might not want to drive five Xfinity races. Like, Denny Hamlin might say, I don't want to drive five Xfinity series races. I want to well, drive I, one I want to drive one. It's like, great, I'm going to go find someone else. And Chris Bell might say, well, I want to I drive five. I want to drive two. And, and so on and uh, so forth. You know, instead of hunting for, for drivers, you got one guy dedicated for that car. And then you, you know, form a uh, relationship with the uh, driver and with the crew. Right. Or maybe Chandler Smith could drive it. Chandler Smith. That's a little person. You know, he's driving for uh, the 18 for Kyle Busch Motorsports. You know, he's got 14 starts and three top tens. Yeah, he's been he's been putting the most probably the most impressive KBM driver besides John Hernemanchek so far. So. If you had to make a decision for Joe Gibbs Racing, who would you choose? Probably John Hunter Nemechek. Yes, John Hunter Nemechek, he would be my first driver who I would offer. And then if he would not want it, then I would go after Josh Berry. Yeah, that would be a good idea. Because Josh Berry, he's got 16 starts, 
and four top fives and nine top tens. And he won a race for Junior Motorsports. And he's also had some starts with Jordan Anderson Racing. Yeah, that's pretty impressive for him. And Matt the Benedetto, you know, that's that's just something I thought of as a, another option for him to go to in case he didn't get offered a, a cup ride. Right. Yeah, so that could be like a backup option for him. Yes. I mean, the only alternative for him would be the truck series. I know he really doesn't want to step down to that level. No, that's not, that's not something he really wants to do. So I think we're in agreement that, you know, uh, a full-time ride for the 54 car and John Hunter Nemechek as the driver. Yeah, that would be the best option for Joe Gibbs Racing. Yes. Now it's time for our featured driver. Yay! This week's featured driver is Kurt Busch. Kurt Busch was born on August 4, 1978 in Las Vegas, Nevada. He is the older brother of Kyle Busch, who is also a NASCAR Cup Series driver. He has won 33 NASCAR Cup Series races, 5 NASCAR Xfinity Series races, and 4 NASCAR Camping World Truck Series races. He won the 2004 NASCAR Cup Series Championship, and he was the 2000 NASCAR Camping World Truck Series Rookie of the Year. He currently drives the number one for Chip Ganassi Racing. Now it's time for Pit Crew's Picks. So, Dad, who are you picking for the next cup race at Watkins Glen? I'm picking uh, Kevin Harvick and Matt Benabdetto as my dark horse. Well, I'm picking Chase Elliott and Michael McDowell as my dark horse. So, Megan, who are you picking for the Indianapolis road course? I'm picking Denny Hamlin as the person to win the race and Chris Buescher as my dark horse. Who are you picking? I'm picking Kyle Larson to win the race and Mark Truex Jr. as my dark horse. Well, we'll see how our predictions do when the races are done. Well, that wraps up our episode for today. NASCAR took a two-week break for the Olympics in July. On our next episode, we'll head into August and recap the races at Watkins Glen for Truck, Xfinity, and Cup on August 7th and 8th. Then, the following weekend, on August 14th and 15th at Indianapolis Motor Speedway, Xfinity and Cup will be taking on the Indy Road Course. It will be the first time on the course for the Cup Series and the second time out for the Xfinity Series, who made their debut in July of 2020. Will the road course favorites prevail? Stay tuned! Who will be our next featured driver? What will be the top news stories? Tune in to episode 13 to find out. Until next time, Pit Crew, out! out.